We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a breaking content warning. This podcast, which has escaped and is headed towards Slaughter Swamp, has occasionally been known to talk about dirty things, including penises, and often says the fuck word. You have been warned. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but stopped our journey to Slaughter Swamp to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? If you could pick a B-grade superpower, what would it be? Okay, explain this first. Okay, so yeah, and lay this down. Now, this is just me deciding what it means, because that's, that's what I got. There was not deeper explanation on this, but the way I'm reading it as, like, an A-list superpower is, you know, like, super speed and vulnerability. Uh, you know, usually like the defining flight, mm-hmm. immortality, Wolverine's healing factor. I guess you could maybe argue that like Superman's heat vision is kind of debatable. What does that count as? And it does get the problem with this question is it does get confusing because that Superman, would be Cyclops's A list. Yes, it's his only superpower. And editor and so way Steven here. I, I just finished closing all the shutters in the attic. Oh, thank um, you. I forgot I left those open. <laughs> That's time of year we're gonna start doing all the closing down and all that stuff but uh, I just I gotta I gotta ask but but like okay I'm gonna say a, a hard no on Superman's uh, heat vision being a like a B-list superpower in that like from like the standpoint of like we've seen in certain iterations him just cut through buildings mm-hmm. now his throwing the S is B-list that's like Z-list but yes <laughs> his uh, brick vision in Superman <laughs> 4 okay. World for Peace or the moment I read this I knew I was gonna be like Superman will be like 98% of this conversation. The thing is that makes this in some ways confusing is in a lot of ways, the X-Men are almost exclusively B-grade superpowers that work because all of them work together as an organized team. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's other, like Iceman, ridiculously overpowered, but Cyclops has the one thing. I will say, when I read this question, it reminded me of this, like fucking joke video that i don't know how viral it went or not but Mm. watched a few years back where it's like these two friends save up enough money for a medical procedure where they can get superpowers and they go into like the superpower plastic surgeon and they're like we want wolverine and they're and he's like uh that's two do you want the claws or the healing Mm -hmm. and they're like we're gonna take the claws and then the rest (laughs) of the skit is them just like yelling in pain and like (laughs) I think that's an excellent point to bring up in that, like, certain heroes only work because they have the combinations. I, like, Spider-Man's Spider-Sense, without any of the other powers, totally a C-list fucking power. Like, Spider-Sense is a... It's a really useful power, even without the other stuff. It's just... Hey, a truck's hurling toward me, and I can't tell. Uh, I can only you tell. you have a moment to be like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh-oh. For us, it would be barely ever happening if you're a superhero it's always useful mm-hmm. well and it does kind of vary on how powerful the spider sense is because some versions even have it like he knows when someone's about to bump into him other versions have like i know there's a danger but i don't know what it is well and whose spider sense whether it's peter's or, or miles's mm-hmm. or gwen's because they all work a little bit different or what version of peter although fucking miles is uh, uh camouflage ability would be pretty dope. I, I would think on its own, I'd call that like a B-list, B-level Yeah, I'd power. give it that. Like, Invisible Woman, 
I mean, that's her whole stick. She can turn invisible. But really, her more powerful, important thing is the wild, invisible force fields that she can make that she very heavily threatens to, like, put in the middle of people's hearts when they threaten her kids. Or if she needs to, she could literally slice something in half with an invisible Oh, yeah, no. Invisible Woman is way more powerful than everyone else in the Fantastic Four, and no one admitted it until, like, the 80s. Yeah, and, yeah. So that brings me to an interesting question. What about telekinesis? I would say if it's, like, low-level telekinesis, maybe. If it's, like, Jean Grey... Absolutely not. So the way I think that we should take this, because and I think it's in what the spirit is intended, because we can get way lost in the weeds of like does what Superman's yeah. freeze breath count? Because it's pretty B list on the list of his superpowers, but it's also kind of Iceman's shtick, just not as powerful. Yeah, but also like flight on its own. If I don't have anything else, I'm very fucking limited to like. I can't go too high or else I will fucking pass out from oxygen. No, but I, the reason I list I it as A-list is it is a dominant power. It is, like, one of the, like, main power sets of superheroes. I think, think what is intended by B-list here. I sometimes love these questions where we have to spend the first, like, ten minutes deciding what the <laughs> like, fucking question is. What does is. this mean? Let's is quantify this. The moment us. I read this one, I was like, oh, we'll get some work out of this one is it's not a power that necessarily allows you to be a hero in your own right. Like, to use... I'll use two examples that are both based around the same thing. Longshot's luck powers. He has no control over it. It does not really change the game in any... Like, it. it's not the thing he can absolutely rely on, and it has specific things. It's not a power that is like, well, I can fly. Like, that's a big thing. Oh, I, I can take bullets and do not care. Or uh, Black Cat's bad luck powers. Most people don't forget that she even has them. She can't make the building just collapse on you as bad luck, but she can make it that if she's pissed off at you, there's a chance that, like, you'll slip on a mop bucket. So I'm, go I'm going to say, like, when I say B-level powers, the way I'm reading it is low-level powers. Gotcha. There's an X-Man thing, and they, they've never brought these people up, but they mentioned in passing that there are apparently a bunch more mutants than people realize. But most of them are like, that woman always wins $50 on the lottery. Every time she buys a ticket, she earns, like, she knows how to pick the numbers to earn, like, 50 bucks every time. Hell yeah, that'd be a fucking killer <laughs> power to have, because I would just, like... And, you know, you're not, like, getting rich off of it, but every week you're buying a lottery ticket and getting an extra 50 bucks, and that's, like, your phone bill paid, or... It, remi <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, in the in the Xanth novels. In the Land of Xanth, everyone has a magic talent. Most of them are what they call spot-on-the-wall talents, because somebody, literally, their magic talent at one point was to create a colored spot on the wall. Mm -hmm. They can do it magically. They can do it from across the room. They don't have to touch anything, but that's all it is. Or, like, there's a DC series called The Inferior Five, where one character's name, I'm pretty mm. sure, is just Blimp. Mm. And that's his power. He can float like a fucking balloon. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, but that's just, like, for some reason, jogged my brain hardcore for a uh, power that I know definitely exists that I would just absolutely love to have. And it is... I want to be able to talk to my dog... That's it. I love it. Cool. Like, if it could be, like, my dog The D&D &D spell, Speak With Animals, is honestly such a useful fucking spell, so... Like, honestly, I would love to be able to talk with both my dog and cat, and if it's limited to literally just my dog and cat, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Bonus if it's others, but... B Bonus if it's... If I can talk to other animals, I would not love to hear all animals all the time, always, because then 
insects get into my um, uh, oh yeah no that could that'd be, be you'd, you'd have to have some level of like control over yeah. it mm-hmm. it does fit with like uh, now that you put D&D into it it has a whole new level of like different things because there's I've, I've been listening to the Dungeons and Daddies podcast and they have a magic hat that once an hour you can pull either any combination of three animals of toads bats or rats and you could just summon three mm. of them, as many as you want. <laughs> just, <laughs> often, like every hour. Um, I love the weird fucking items that you get in that. So, uh, like, yeah, low level, like D and D cantrips is kind of. I think for me, it's down to two possibilities. One is the long shot one that I mentioned, where it's you can manipulate good luck around you, but you can't use it in your like for your own personal gain. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sure, good stuff can happen to you. It's not like... But you can't be like, I'm going to make that ATM machine explode and give me all of my money. The other option... I'm going to make that ATM accidentally give money to that, that person who's getting money out of it, but they get an extra $10. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bus stops on time. Like, just low-level ability to make the world better around me does appeal. The other one... Fuck, that would get grading after a long time, though. I like, could see that, too. Yes, no, no, no. The but, I mean, like, you get stuff out of it, too, but it can't be like... Yeah, the uh, other one, Double Jump. Oh. Just from video games. <laughs> double or triple jump kind of thing, like... like a, I could dunk. Nightcrawler Banff. <laughs> like a Nightcrawler Banff, in all honesty, even if we, like... Short-range teleport? Short-range yeah. teleport, like, you have to be able to see where you're going... And, and you the, come out smelling like sulfur and brimstone. And he only can go, like, a mile tops, but and if he doesn't see where he's landing, it could be bad. Yeah, no, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, Hell yes. That would save me so much time on my way to work. I have flying dreams, but they're the kind of flying, like, I'm assuming based off age range, you have both played Grand Theft Auto 3. Yes. Uh, not really. Okay. I, y- yes, so, but not a lot. When Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, they had just set up uh, they they were setting up planes, but then nine eleven happened, and they went. Maybe in the game where you're designed to be a terrible person, we shouldn't give people planes so they can crash into buildings right now. Not the world's worst idea, if we're being honest. Until there was a mission where you had to fly a plane, and you had to use the neuter dodo to actually fly. Yes, and that's actually where I was going. the The plane didn't have proper wings, so it could go up a little bit, and then it would start to like descend really fast. But you could do this like. If you timed it right, you could turn that into a U-shape to go higher and then go for a little bit. And I have flying dreams where that's how I fly. So do you want to know the other thing? Huh. If if on the default camera you kept the nose of the plane just under where you could see it, it would actually fly straight. And that's how you could fly around the side of the island and find the hidden island, which was just the, the setup for where the opening cutscene happened. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on that because I was considering picking up the uh, re-released edition of those first three Grand Theft Auto games. Most of the Hidden Island you can't even touch. It's just floating graphics, but there are some parts, I think, where the character was like walking in the cutscene that like you can crash into with the plane. <laughs> yeah, I would say some kind of like flying, but mostly useless flying would be like a fun thing, like floating. Okay, so I have another front <clears throat> contender for my front runner. Okay. And it's essentially like a bag of holding Ooh. whether it just is just to have one just a, just, just a, a little pocket hold- dimension that pocket dimension hammer space yeah hammer space or or I really wish I had another example of it but uh, the fucking suitcase in um, 
Magical Beasts, where to find them. Magical oh, Beasts, yeah. where to find them? Yes. Um, he has a suitcase that he, he lives in. Mm-hmm. Into it. Really, that actually might be... If I could rig it up to, like, a van door. Side note, I forgot about it, because I only ever saw the first of those movies, and it was fine. fine. Um, and I'm over it now. Yeah. For, uh, reasons that I don't we are not going into my complicated feelings about Harry Potter on this podcast. Uh, I I could put that suitcase in the argument of one of the best secret bases, though. Uh, oh yeah, but, actually, no, I think about it. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm glad you brought up all the different luck examples because that's what I was kind of thinking too. I'm either between Wolverine's animal senses. I was wondering, and that's a big one of those, do those count? That is kind of his least important sense of, like, the big three, so I'd call it definitely. And it's the thing that people forget is, about the mean? fact that Wolverine's a ranger. He has extremely enhanced uh, smell. Ah. Ooh. So he's a tracker through smell. Ooh. Like, heightened senses in general would actually just be dope from, like, the standpoint of how much I cook. Upsides and downsides. Upsides and downsides, but like... I mean, most good okay. powers are going mm-hmm. to have that, so that tracks, yeah. Uh, just because we, uh, uh, over on uh, General Nerdery, have been covering uh, uh, Food Wars, the God Tongue. Oh, no, that one actually drives people insane. I was going to say Akira's nose. But no, I wouldn't mind having the God Tongue, though. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, but... I definitely would count it as a B-grade superpower. <laughs> I was either going, though, with the animal senses or um, Constantine's low-grade luck powers that people never talk about anymore in the modern day. Um, He does this thing. The way he tends to get around is called synchronicity wave traveling, which basically he just... Oh, it comes up in the books of magic. He just, whatever he needs kind of happens to... Like, kind of he's... You know how, like, the TARDIS tends to drop the Doctor wherever the Doctor's needed? The universe tends to drop Constantine wherever he's needed. Yeah, he and, just walks through reality to where he's going. And every once in a while, he can kind of influence it, but a side effect of the synchronicity wave traveling is they say that... The way that they always word it is that Constantine can make his own luck. And it's kind of implied that if you were to overdo it, there might be bad side effects. But what it basically means, and the way that most authors used it during the original run of Hellblazer is that whenever Constantine is, like, super down and out, he's never ends up, like, truly out on the street unless, like, he gets drunk and falls asleep out on the street. <laughs> it's always he can walk into a casino and Get come out with enough. 500 bucks. Yeah. Like, if it's down to a game of true chance, he's going to win. Low-grade luck powers is really one of the best... I think I'm going to have to go with whatever variation of it. Low-grade luck powers is where I'm going to land on. Yeah, that overall Although, would, I think, be the most satisfying, even if you didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even want control of it. Oh, yeah. I just... <laughs> don't give me control of that. Unless it's, like, control of it for, like, like a, in a long-shot capacity of, like, being able to mm-hmm. give people around me good luck. Or, inversely, give people around me... Not bad luck that they're gonna like so much that like an anvil's gonna fall on them, but like like the problem is the way I want it to work requires a basic morality of the universe because sometimes when it's based off emotions, I get pissed at people. I don't want bad things to Mm -hmm. happen to them. Like, although it'd be fucking great if you had good luck powers that even if you got bad, like you get the good luck happens to bad people and it pisses you off. (laughs) I do. What I do like about Constantine's is that. It's not necessarily aligned with any morality of the universe, but, like, if he's on a team and they're going up against another team and there's, like, a coin flip... That coin flip is going to go in his favor. 
it's it's going to work out for his entire team. It's like a low-grade battle meditation when he's working with a group. I like it. I think you just won. I think you yes. just swapped my answer over. <laughs> I mean, I was already close. I was already, like, luck-based. Yeah, I still kind of go with, like, I would love to have a pocket dimension of some sort, whether it be a bag nice. of holding. Um, nice. uh, like, like seriously, I'm, uh, I'm listening to Ethersea and his Finny Pack. The problem is, you have seen my truck. You know how dangerous it would be for me to be able to just stash... <laughs> <laughs> Anything I could carry, which is why I would pr- honestly prefer like the the suitcase uh, scenario where in which I can go in it and I, it's uh, like a storage. That's it. Yeah. If I was just like, here's yeah. my personal library. Set it down. Walk in. Go in. You'll find me in a couple of months. I'm not gonna lie. With how much I walk and the fact that I've had to have like knee surgery in the past year, when you brought up even like shitty flying, I'm like. I'd probably take some shitty flying. Shitty flying or teleporting is probably my number two. Yeah, I mean, like it really s- depends on how tired I am at the time of choosing. <laughs> As a person who doesn't drive and walks everywhere, like some fucking form of... Get me from point A to point B, even if it's, like, just slightly better than driving or walking, but not as good as, like, super speed. Hell yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> well, and especially if it's, like, old school Nightcrawler who could teleport, like, two or three times and it was like, time for a nap. As opposed yeah. to, like, now he's like, I teleported 572 times to get here. It was fun. Yeah, it's kind of like how... I Wolver- stink now. Can yes, I take oh, a God, shower? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like how Wolverine used to be, like, three bullets and he was dead. It was just his healing factor was like, well, I shot him in the head twice. Even He'll be the- back in a couple hours, like... I think with this town this size, even with a three banff kind of uh, uh, with a three banff limit before a recharge, if I had to take a nap, that's that's a different thing. But like, I could if probably I'm just like a little little worn out. I think I could get from my house to our work in three banffs. It's it's too far. It wouldn't work for me because I live about thirty miles out. But if I could just teleport from home to work, like even just set up a like quick travel point from a video game. Like a portal to, like a portal gun? Or literally just, you know, like... Quick travel. Quick travel. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of these are winners. They don't All tend of to be crime fighters. They tend to be like, what would help me practically... Seems, seems to be a reflection of our society's poor existence of transportation. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to get around. Look, man, I live rural, okay? <laughs> I would love to live rural. I live rural and you two don't have cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in order to keep our journey going... Hey. Hey. Uh, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit, see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of DC villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Evil Star? He's a Green Lantern villain. He has, like, a purple suit, and he's got a big red star on his face. Yes. <laughs> uh, people make fun of Evil Star... Or no, people make fun of Green Lantern for fighting Evil Star. Like, Guy Gardner actively talks about making him cry. <laughs> That's it. He is one of... Green Lantern villains, if you're not Sinestro, have gotten disappeared into the ether in the last 20 years. Can you like can you tell me about his powers? Or like where like I believe about, like, he can fly in space and he has some kind of energy powers. I don't know his name. I don't know where he came from. As I said, 
There's, yeah, this is going to be a makeup. It, it absolutely. Yeah. I'm not even pretending yeah. otherwise. I just know what he looks like and that they make fun of him. I mean, you nailed what he looks like. Oh, yeah, you got to... The, the problem, as I said, with Green Lantern villains is, okay, so Sinestro is an A-grade villain. D-list name, but... But why? I, then again, I, 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 will, I will preface this with I have not read very... I've read limited to no Green Lantern. Uh, because Green Lantern. he's the Green Lantern that was, like, overthrown. He's the Green Lantern that got lost. Yeah, There's stories you can do with it. Also, he's, you know, the weird fascist guy... That for a brief time, people were like, maybe he's an anti-hero. And everyone's like, no, no, he's a fascist. Have him be a bad guy again. We can we can forget that we ever did that. But like, you know, okay, Hector Hammond appears a bit because he's got a big head and telepathic powers. But like, or Black Hand was immediately utterly ruined by Blackest Night. But they, you know, did something with him. But most Green Lantern villains, yeah. Evil star. What's he doing? Know, he's an evil guy, and he's got a star on his face. Sonar. What's his thing? Oh, he makes noise. Especially when I don't he... even know if Sonar's the right name to the guy I'm visualizing. Like this is, <laughs> and the problem is, every time they came up with the Rainbow Corps, the various color core of Atrocitus and Larfleas, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that it became the only thing Green Lantern knew how to do for the next thirty fucking years. Partially because a lot of those years. characters were more interesting than the other hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. And they were what Jeff Johns was into. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. To me, at least. So, yes, he's a Silver Age Green Lantern villain, which means he hasn't had a significant story written about him since probably 1995. Okay. Just out of curiosity, that, like, at that era of Green Lantern, what was, like... What were the stories like? A lot of times it was space warlords... Kanjar Ro and his Gamma Gong. I don't actually know what that is. I just know that it's got a Gamma Gong, and I like that name. Also, I think Odo from Deep Space Nine voices him in Justice League, oh. but uh, Rene Albertronos voiced everyone. So, you know, here is evil space pirate or warlord of this place. So he's or... space cop, basically, yeah, at this point, right? Uh, yes. Or, like, he's in the Green Lantern Corps. Yes, uh, because starting in the 60s on Silver Age is the Hal Jordan Green Lantern is a uh, space cop. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that was just to frame it better for me to understand who this uh, villain would probably be. That's all. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. This is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we would like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away.